So hello everybody and welcome to the Hamster Business Show live. Um, this is we are testing out our system today, so bear with us as we kind of figure out what's going on, because um, it's a learning experience for everybody. I heard the door open, so maybe you showed up. Who knows? So everybody, welcome and uh, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jill Gothier with Pinnacle Mortgage Corporation. Hi, I'm Dustin Dodge with Working Dog Home Inspection. Cool, awesome, and. Lou shows up. How's it going, Lou? Good, great. I was just wearing first time a couple months behind. Oh, that's morning. really fun. So, now, <laughs> this is Sorry. perfect. We're starting Good way to here. start. I apologize. <laughs> and then, in the meantime, I'm going to be adjusting the cameras here a little bit too. So, let's get going. As you can tell, today we are doing real estate. So, this is going to be a fun little conversation, hopefully. It will be. It will yeah. be. We're off to a good it start, will be. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so let me adjust this a little bit. Now that we have a third person. It's a little cramped on screen. I only have the one camera, so we'll just have to do. And Lou, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, sure. I'm Lou Schwartz, uh, co-Williams Realty Metropolitan. I live here in Bedford. Uh, I've been here 16 years. Been selling real estate for four years and been involved in various other industries along the way, as well as uh, many years in the military and the Army Corps of Engineers. Pretty cool. Awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. So, let's get started. The real estate market's kind of crazy here in New Hampshire. It has been for a while now. Um, so, let's talk about it a little bit. Who wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why do you say it's crazy? Let me ask you a question. All right, cool. So, <laughs> as we know, you know, winter it slows down a little bit, but as of whatever last year, it had been on fire for a while. Um, things do not stay on the market very long. Even within days, you can have multiple offers on properties. They don't last long, especially in that right. what, two bed no yeah. Three bedroom, two bath kind of area, yeah. the two hundred thousand yeah. property. Yeah. Area. Absolutely. So um, things are coming, going on the market very, very quickly. And because uh, I know we've had this conversation before, Lou. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, it had been on fire. Where is it now? What is it looking to do? A little bit, you know? What do we, what um, do we see? <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that. It's actually not that different than it was a year ago. Yeah. Oddly enough, what's different is inventory is significantly lower mm -hmm. than it was this time last year. Um, but as far as days on market, right now, 61 days on market is the average in the state. It was 68 last year at the same time. Okay, so it's still pretty quick. Yeah, so yeah. it just it really depends on what you're selling and what particular county you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, there are variations whether you're on the seacoast or here in Hillsborough County or up north in Colossus County. You know, there's significant variations. So what people are seeing locally is going to vary depending upon where they are, and they may... They may hear someone like me saying, oh, well, you know, it's really actually not that different than it was a year ago, and they're sitting in Coas County on a house that's been on the market for 180 days, and yeah. saying that's not true. Well, yeah. It is true if we look in, in each little micro market. Okay. Okay, pretty good. So how about in, because I know what it's like on the real estate side, you know, for the realtors and stuff. What is it like in the mortgage side? Is it still pretty crazy hectic it is still crazy pretty crazy hectic yeah. on the mortgage side there are still people buying people are going to buy every single day mm -hmm. and refinancing and then all just just coming in and getting it and trying to get the home that they want just like you said there there are multiple offers going on homes yeah as quick as possible so we get the pre-approvals pre-commitments we get it completely up to the point where it's just the house yeah that needs to be approved 
okay. for the customer so they can get in quicker and they have a better offer because it's committed. They're completely, their financials is pre-approved. Pre yeah. They're just looking at the house. Uh, is that something people, because I remember the first time I bought a house, <laughs> went about it in just backwards way. We talked to the realtor, saw a bunch of properties, and yeah. then kind of did the mortgage thing, and that played with everything a lot. Is that kind of something that people are steering away from right now? <laughs> so you find a mortgage company first. Yeah. More in it, more this day is people going on a mortgage first. If they do go to the real estate agent, I have a lot of, I have some real estate agents will say, we'll get your pre-approval, pre-qualification before I'll even show you a home. Yeah. They want that first just because they don't want to go out and show somebody a $500,000 home and they're yeah. only pre-approved for 200000 pre-qualified. Yeah. And so they start with us and then they go try looking at the home now. Okay. Good. Because oh, it's good that the realtors know that too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I will not take someone out who's not pre-approved because you're going to disappoint them. They have no idea what they're looking for. Uh, and you're wasting their time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine as well, but more importantly, you're wasting their time. Yeah. And that's not the point of what we do. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully. Well, it is. Part of, part of our role is to, you know, whether it's in the mortgage side or the real estate side, is to guide them through the process. Exactly. And, yeah. And make yeah. it a pleasant process. Yeah. And I'm... On a pleasant side, it'd probably be easier to be like, let's find out what you can afford first, and then work. Even it's though I'm more sure fun for everybody, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> even though some of them probably don't want to hear that, they're like, no, I want that house, and you're like, yeah, you but you don't want to walk into that house and fall in love with that house. And right. You yeah. can't afford that house, then you have that disappointment. So you'd rather have everybody tell you, well, this is where you can go for. And yeah. Look at that price range. Yeah. And then I know, excuse, this happened before too, but you go through all this, you love it, you're like, great, I can afford it, and then our friend Dustin comes in and tells us it's, <laughs> no, yes. it doesn't. That's, that's one of the biggest challenges of, of what I do as a yeah. home inspector. Um, I, I like to try to be the voice of calm. I mean, these people are coming in, making one of the biggest investments of their lives, my clients. And... Yeah. Um, it can be very stressful, especially if there's family involved, they're moving children, you know, multi, you know, moving out of state, things yeah. like that. So if I find, you know, s some structural issues or anything like that, I have to break it as gently as possible. Um, you got to give them the good with the bad. You know, there are, there are people out there that, that um, you know, are like chicken little, the sky is falling and they pick apart a home. And that's really not what you're there for. I have to set the the uh, expectation that every home does need help. You know, it's, it's going to have a, a honey-do list when I'm done with yeah. my, my walk through my couple hours or so inspection. Um, and typically the older the house, the more you're going to find, but that's all par for the course. Yeah. Um, and also with the market being as, as quick as it is still, uh, yeah. my timing, I have to be flexible. Yeah. I like to try to get people in within 48 hours and and get that inspection done and get that report sent out within 24 hours. So yeah. time is of the essence uh, on my end of things. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, on, on your end, it can entirely break deals apart if you're like, yeah, no. I mean, it can. I, I, <laughs> you, assume. I'm not a deal breaker as far as my communication goes. However, I can't control what I find. Yeah. Correct. You know, it's just, it is what it is and I have to educate my clients as yeah. to, to that. A lot of how that plays has to do with what the realtor has done with his, his or her clients before we even get to the home inspection. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is a process I go through with a buyer, uh, buyer consultation, and part of that is training the buyer 
what happens in each process, what does it mean, what are we looking for, what is the purpose, for instance, of a home inspection. And I always point out to them that the home inspector works for you as a buyer, and their role is, one, find anything obviously major that may be wrong, that could be a safety issue or a life, health, life or health issue, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But right. also, the, the real purpose of the, the inspection is to tell you about the house, tell you how it works, and leave you with almost an owner's manual of your home when yeah. you're done, and kind of give you a baseline of where you are. Yeah. I think if you go in with the right expectations, then unless you come in and find out that, wow, the main carrying beam in the house is cracked, and nobody <laughs> knew that, because right. um, generally speaking, Unless there's some other underlying reason they don't want to buy the house, the home inspection should not be a deal breaker. No, not through. at all. It's what it really ends up being is a good foundation to right. home ownership. Yeah. In the long run, mm -hmm. you'll take my communication, my report, all the education, and honestly, you could put it in a file. And then, as you own that home, any updates you've done, any repairs, anything like that, you you keep that paperwork together, mm -hmm. and it's something that you could even pass on to the next buyer you know, when you're ready to, to sell and move. Okay. Um, and it gives them uh, a good example of how well the home has been maintained um, over your course of ownership. Cool. Interesting. It's, it's the right way to look at it. Even a brand new home has issues. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're buying anything that's not brand new, remember <laughs> it's a used home. Yeah. And and that, that's just how you have to look at it. I know it sounds kind of a little corny sometimes, mm -hmm. but... Again, it's all about expectations in, in all of our professions. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, because I wanted to start with real estate because it's it's one of the biggest industries out there. Like, it's literally everything is real <laughs> estate. So, I was like, oh, this is a good way to start the live show, right? So, I have no idea where I was going with that, but there there's clearly things people do wrong. We've already talked about this. Um, like, they're like, oh, let's go to the realtor first and you kind of contact the realtor and the realtor's like let's go look at everything on the market and so we talked about that already what other things are kind of people doing in the wrong order when it comes to all this <laughs> you know the wrong order or just misconceptions they could be anything like i'm just spitballing here feel free to just talk one thing that <laughs> some people do which which isn't great is some people opt to skip an inspection okay. just yeah. to get a house they yes. they they look at you know, just a handful of houses or whatnot, and they seem to be in this rush to buy. Right. And, um, you know, with multiple offers on the table, sometimes people skip an inspection. And then later on down the road, you know, come to find out, say, the I don't do septic inspections, but say the septic system is, you know, junk or, right. um, you know, anything like that or stuff that you'd miss on a general walkthrough, you know, like a cracked cast iron sewer pipe or something in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, and you may not realize that until it smells real bad down there, you know. Um, so skipping the inspection is really not a great idea. There's there's a lot of things that I'm trained to find that you're not going to see, you know, yeah. on a basic walkthrough. Right. Interesting. Now, would a mortgage company let you do that, like skip an inspection? Yes, yes. because it's really? up to the customer on the homeowner's inspection. Oh, wow. We do say how it is good to get your inspection because as Lou said it's for, that is for the customer mm -hmm. they are home inspections for you and it's yeah. to know it's wrong and especially if there are major issues if you need to change your loan around because you have the renovation loans or anything like that mm -hmm. and that's the house you want it's good to know because then you'll know what's wrong yeah before somebody else comes in hmm. that's interesting I didn't know that because um, like I said I used to sell cars everyone here might know that already um, <laughs> but there are things you have 
to have okay. in place beforehand. And so it's interesting yeah, that you don't even need it. The homeowner's inspection yeah. is not huh. needed for the mortgage, but the appraisal is okay. needed for the mortgage. Well, everyone wants their taxes. Well, it's <laughs> not just for the taxes. Yeah. The appraisal protects the lender. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's because I mean, it really gives you the, where the yeah. value is at the appraisal. Yeah. And they'll find things that the home inspector could have found before. All right. The other thing that goes with that is depending upon the type of loan, mm -hmm. there may be certain inspections that are required. For instance, you and I are both veterans. If we were going for a VA loan, yeah. VA loan requires certain inspections. Yeah. Pest yeah. inspection, for instance, mm -hmm. is, is a, an example yeah. that the lender isn't necessarily interested in that, but the VA as the guarantor of the loan. Yeah, is. Water testing yeah. also. Water, water testing. testing. Exactly. Wells and things yeah. like that. Great examples. Yes, USDA, they need a water yeah. test. Yeah. That's automatic. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not universal but it's not a complete home inspection that they're looking yeah. at either. Um, so mm. I think the biggest thing that people do wrong yeah. is they think that they know everything they need to know about buying a home mm -hmm. because they've watched various shows on television. <laughs> they know um, how to do the renovation because right, they've watched all the renovation right, right. shows. You know, the, I mean, I love this old house, but you know, you're not going to be able to do what they do without <laughs> no. some some skills and training and experience. So where I'm going with that is I think that what they f people fail to do is spend a little bit of time up front to get educated mm -hmm. about the home buying process, about buying a home, about what a home is. Mm -hmm. And I, by that I mean the building itself, what makes up the, the systems, et cetera, of the building. And the other thing I don't think they realize is that as a realtor or a loan officer or a home inspector, we're all part of a team. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have, we all work together to try and get them into the right home. Yeah, at the right price, right conditions. You know, it's mm -hmm. not. We're not working against each other. No, no. Well, hopefully. No. <laughs> well, if we are, then we're not the right team. Exactly. Yeah. And you work together because you want to. Everybody's in it for the client. Yeah. We right. want to get them into their home. Right. Yeah. So we work together right. to make it as smooth as possible for them. Yeah. yeah. By the time I show up at the property, I mean, I, it's their dream home. They've already established financing for this. They already, yeah. they've walked through yeah. it. They've imagined themselves living there for the next five or 10 years, you mm -hmm. know? So mm -hmm. when I show up, I'm there because they, they love the house. They love the property. Right. So I have to be very careful with my communication <laughs> and I have to do it in such a way that it is educational, but it's not scary. It's not alarming, yeah. things mm -hmm. like that. It's like if you sneeze, the house is going to fall down. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. find that builder. I don't want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Cool. Yeah. So, like I said, it doesn't have to be just me. Like, you guys feel free if you have questions for each other. You know, feel free to talk as well. Um, this is pretty open. So, because I've just been looking around online, like sharing our posts mm -hmm. everywhere and stuff, and well, doing actually, my part. The question is, it's sort of <laughs> timely at the moment. Uh, you mentioned USDA. The, without becoming this becoming a political conversation, but <laughs> the reason I say that is the the partial shutdown has an impact on home buyers that people may not realize regarding loan approvals and loan processing for USDA loans. And I'm not sure if you've run into that or what you're telling clients to do with that right now. I haven't run into it yet, luckily. Um, so hopefully this will all be over before I, we can I, run into that. But it, it's people don't understand yeah. what USDA loans are for one thing, mm -hmm. something to touch on, but they're relatively common here in New Hampshire. They are. The USDA is relatively common because a lot of the homes, single family homes, are USDA approved, which is the low money down and you can get everything through and it's a couple more 
things to go through to get it, but it helps the customer be into a better position. Yeah. And as long as they can approve in most homes, single families, they are approved for them, but with the shutdown. Right, right. So it's We haven't run into the impact yet. Let's just hope it all closes before that happens. (laughs) I guess uh, where I was, what it made me think of this morning is the uh, outside influences on our process yeah mm-hmm. on the real estate market and on the yeah. real estate process yeah yeah well i mean even looking back at was it 2007 2008 kind of that time frame yeah. it was a huge change in the real estate market because you know what some people were doing and the way loans were handled and that you know did had a huge impact on the crash of the economy and then they start stacking all these regulations and stuff in there <laughs> and then you have this past decade of you know since then and you, you kind of see a lot of the same things starting to happen. And it's like, well, what, what more are we going to do for <laughs> to regulate everything? So it's it's kind of interesting to watch, you know, the politics of it all, too. So Politics are not fun. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's not even, to me, it's not about the politics as much. It's just that, that there's so many outside factors that influence mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. Um, regulations, certification requirements. Um, we all have associations we belong to which yeah. have rules and, right. and ethics um, yeah. requirements and such that, that all impact how this process works and how yeah. we treat our clients yeah. and how we treat each other. So. Absolutely. Well, these are all licensed fields right. in yeah. New Hampshire. I mean, in a home inspection, say, in a state like Maine, it's like the Wild West. There are no <laughs> licenses. There's no, you don't need insurance. You don't need any training. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there aren't good inspectors in states like that, but... Technically, anybody can walk through a house like that with a dinner napkin and just write down a checklist, you know, and it, and that must make things more much more difficult on on the real realtor's end, you know, um, without established guidelines and uh, professional reports and things like that. Um, in New Hampshire, we do have training that we're supposed to meet and um, pass a national exam, have proof of uh, liability insurance, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's much more of a process to get into, but I think it helps ensure the client that they're getting exactly what they're paying for. And I, I think that makes things a lot easier on their end of things, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, hmm, interesting. I'm trying to think of what else we can go over, because we have no time limit we can stop, so you know, feel free to bring anything up. Um, so, what was I going to say? I think we touched on something else that's interesting. Every state is different. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what you experienced in Massachusetts, for instance, if you bought a home, is entirely different from what you would experience here. And what that leads to is if you are coming from Massachusetts and buying a home in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. one of the, the things we run into that causes problems is people bring a Massachusetts attorney to do the closing in New Hampshire. And you're smirking for a reason because it, it adds an incredible competition or complication to the process because there are things they do in Massachusetts we don't do in New Hampshire yeah. and vice versa. The other thing that um, that does, I think it, it it confuses the process. I think it's a nice way to say it. It does, but luckily not only we have realized it, but title companies yes. have realized it too because New Hampshire is a title company. They do your title search and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And down in Massachusetts, it is a lawyer. Right. But now title companies have their own lawyers down sure. in Mass, so now they can interchangeable at least yeah. so that the issues are kind of helping in the long run because they're like, well, no, it's a New Hampshire property, so I have to send it to this person because yeah. they're in New Hampshire. Hmm. 
so it's working. Yeah. At least. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But, but there are a lot it of, is different. A lot of people coming up from Massachusetts yes. buying, especially in southern New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just you know, looking at things that can trip people up. It's mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Hmm. So I've always thought that was interesting because every state has its own things. Absolutely. Like, would it be easier? I guess this is more of a, like, I don't want to get political, but is it would be easier to have the same rules across the board? Or is the each state doing its own thing more beneficial? I guess it's more of a personal thoughts question than, <laughs> than anything, but. I think, I think all states having some basic licensing, level of licensing for all of our, our professions would be helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would ever advocate for states being um, being the same only because every state is is so dramatically yeah. different yeah. In, in geography and demographics and industry and everything else that I'm not sure that would ever really work. But I think mm-hmm. to protect the consumer to at least know there's some basic level of, of knowledge required to operate in a particular field think that would be helpful yeah hmm. yeah i agree yeah. Hmm. Okay. it'd be nice to be licensed at least in the mortgage industry you have to be licensed in the state to write a mortgage yeah. in Same that state yeah. uh, yeah, if you're not licensed then you can't but it would be it's good to have that back that backing yeah you know, your mortgage professional your real estate professional yeah. your home inspector to mm-hmm. be licensed okay okay interesting yeah I, just talking from what i know um there are a lot of people that disagree with the whole licensing processes to begin with. Sure. Um, you'll see, like, again, barriers to entry. They complain about the process and, you know, the undue hardship it puts on people to get into these fields. But at the same time, you're creating those that set of regulations that people are meeting. So it's kind of just interesting to see people's thoughts on that because that can change dramatically between the industries, right? So... But it's better to be licensed. It's better to go through all that. As you said, it's the biggest purchase of somebody's life is to buy a home. So you'd rather have somebody that is knowledgeable in the aspects of purchasing your home. Yeah. You don't want somebody that came in that had half the licensing and half the education (laughs) to help you buy a home. Yeah. Because, you know, they went through everything. They have the backing of their license number of the real estate agent here. All areas of it. Yeah. I think it's also important for people to understand that there are differences between um, someone, for instance, in the real estate industry, a realtor is different from a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. A realtor is someone who's a member of the National Association of Realtors and, and okay. uh, has not only met all the standards, but also is bound by the code of ethics mm-hmm. that the, that everyone in the National Association of Realtors has agreed to, to adhere to. And if you're not a realtor, you're not technically bound by that and you're not necessarily operating not that people aren't ethical but there's, there's a level of assurance that that we're all operating to that same standard and that there's yeah. a um, a reasonable expectation that we'll perform a certain way yeah and i think it's the same in, in the mortgage field or the home inspection field there are there are um there are ethical standards and rules and it just gives a consumer some assurance that they're being treated fairly and being treated properly okay. and, and also that we're treating our our professional partners fairly and yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have um, different certifications, AHIT certifications, ASHI, InterNACHI, and it's very similar to becoming, you know, a realtor. 
um, belonging to those type of associations. Yeah. And, and like Lou said, it, it, it adds a degree of credibility and accountability that some may not have. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also in maintaining a professional standard, the, the very definition of professional is that you're continuing your education yeah. and you're continuing to, um, to learn and to, to grow in that field, in, in all our fields. And I think that's, yeah. that's also important for people to understand. So, uh, let me do my little thing here real quick. So, if you guys want to get involved, here you go. Text show to 41242. Get our app. <laughs> talk to me. You can talk to us through the comments. So, if you guys have actual real estate questions, feel free to put them into the comments, and we will discuss them as we're going here. Um, so, like I said, I want this to be fun, educational. People can talk to us, have fun, because I've been sharing it online as we talk. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so where do we go from here? So we've talked a little bit about some things people do wrong. Um, we talked about the market a little bit. A uh, little bit of politics, I guess, here with <laughs> the... Uh, not politics as much as just for people to understand there's the housing market is impacted by many, many things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, That may or may not definitely. be in their control and they yeah. may not even realize are impacting yeah. their market. All right, so let's talk about the market a little bit then, since we kind of brushed on that a little bit earlier. Um, So jumping back to earlier last year, we'd said, you know, it was pretty crazy. Um, What do you guys think is going to kind of see as we move forward here? Because spring's, well, we're still in winter right now, but spring's coming up in a few months. Mm -hmm. Is the market going to stay the way it is or get worse, get better? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so not having a crystal ball, it's hard to answer. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. some pretty heavy yeah, speculation. Yeah, that is a hard yeah, one. It's fun. What, what I'll, I'll, I will tell you, and I'll attribute it to um, Lawrence Yoon, who's the uh, chief economist of the National Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. His analysis, he thinks that the market, if you like last year's market, this year's market is going to be very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, indicators are that it won't change dramatically. The biggest drag on the market is the lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, there could be something else that changes, that changes people's um, people's comfort level in buying. Uh, but mortgage rates are still historically low. Yeah. I mean, even if we get to 6%, we've only gotten to something that's normal yeah. in, in a lot of ways, historically normal. So money, while it's gotten more expensive, hasn't really gotten that to the point where it's not necessarily affordable. Yeah. There has been an uptick in what we look at called the afford- something called the affordability index, yeah. which deals with how much, uh, what percentage of uh, individuals' income is used to pay for just principal and interest, not okay. all the other expenses, but just principal and interest in this case, and that's ticked up a couple of percentage points nationally, mm-hmm. but it's still not at the levels that it was in 2008 when it hit 21, 22%. Yeah. It's about 17%, 16%, 17% nationally. So you've seen a slight uptrend, uh, but you know indicators are it's it's going to be similar to what it was. Cool. You know, it's, it's, are you seeing the same thing? Seeing the same thing. It's I mean everybody wants to buy a home here right. or there, so no matter what type of market it is, it's still a good time to put your house on. Absolutely. It really is. <laughs> but it, no matter what, it's either going to be a buyer's market or a seller's market. Right. You're never right. going to have a buyer's and seller's market together. Yeah, You're right. not. Right. 
Um, so if they if you want to sell a home, you sell a home. And yeah. If you want to buy, and there's still people out there now, even as you noticed, sixty one day average for the homes. Right, right. But there's still people buying. There's still Absolutely. people actively looking today, and the inventory is a little bit lower than the spring. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's actually, yeah. year over year, it's historically low, which is kind of interesting all by itself. But statistically, you list a house now, or you list a house in the spring, or you list a house in the summer, they sell at about the same rate. Yeah. yeah. So if you put your house on in no, you know, November, December, January, it will take about the same amount of time to sell as it would have in March, April, or May if mm -hmm. you priced it properly. Yeah. And that's always the caveat. Yeah, the pricing. You can always price a house at a point in which no one will buy it. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's your home. You think your home is worth millions. Yeah. In the <laughs> end, I mean, you made your memories there. And it's, Absolutely. And some people are like, well, I don't want to go lower than this. And that's when it will stay on the market a little bit longer if it's a little bit higher. But if you price it correctly, you'll still see it go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know it's a little different in real estate, but I just tell people back when I sold cars, they'd be like, great, I just put new tires on it. I just changed <laughs> transmission. I just did all this stuff. And I'm like... They're like, so it should be worth more. And I'm like, great, you brought it back up to its retail value. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, totally. I, know, I know it's a little bit different in real estate because you can make improvements to a house. Absolutely. But I think people forget that that maintenance you've been doing all along doesn't really increase the value. It just kind of restores it to where it should be. Right. But I'm there assuming. are some things, if you <laughs> yeah. add things to your home, it will bring your value up. Yeah. It will, depending yeah. on what you do to the home yeah. and it's the other homes in the market as right. well it's not just your home as a yeah. factor and there are some things that some sellers do opt for which is like a pre-listing inspection as sure. well yeah. and then in that case what i'll do is it's this it's really the same thing that i'll do for a buyer yeah. only on the seller's end of things and i'll generate the report and they'll get an actual inspection report when they're done and that will allow them to take care of certain things before it hits the market and help mm -hmm. to smooth out the whole process. Um, and then, you know, the buyer's inspector comes in later on and has a lot less to find. There's less negotiation at the yeah. table. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, because then things always get crazy when you start negotiating. You know, there's always that um, feeling that the other side's trying to hide something or, you know, all that stuff. So when you're very upfront about it, you know, it might alleviate some of the right. <laughs> worries on the back end or the accusations. <laughs> so, because I've seen that, you know, even my wife, who um, is a little crazy. But um, when we bought our last property, you know, something goes wrong a year down the road and, oh, the sellers were hiding this from us. I'm like, no, probably not, you know. <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. yeah, it happens. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Things yeah. are, you don't always know about Right. Yes. Just not yes. <laughs> and that's why actually it's a good idea to have a seller come in with mm -hmm. the inspector to right. begin with because yeah. then they'll know themselves yeah I mean it might help with price points I would assume and things like that from hurt. the selling side yeah. of things. Um, it can't hurt if you know things in advance that, that may impact the price or may impact negotiations uh, the other thing is it, it helps I think to create a little bit of realism for the seller yeah uh, you know, the other thing you can do, you talked about making modifications or additions to, to a home. One of the things that I try to do with sellers when they bring that up is point out the fact that they've gotten value out of it, and that has value to them, even if they're not getting the, yeah. the dollar value back yeah. in the house. Yeah. You know, if you put on a beautiful new kitchen and you've spent five years enjoying it, that has value, even if it's not reflected in the sale price, and you need to think about it that way. Yeah. Okay. 
Very cool. So we're part counselor too. I think. Is what <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're but helping you have them. To. Yeah. It's you have the to biggest be. purchase of their lives. Right. They, they don't do this every day. We do. Yeah. This is what we do every right. day. So that's what we're there for to exactly. help coach and counsel. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> help them get through the whole process. <laughs> it's, it's the um, the most powerful thing that. I find I do is ask a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I say that is it ultimately gets the seller to realize, or the buyer, to realize what their their objective is, why they're buying or selling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when they get sidetracked by, oh my God, I put in that beautiful new, uh, you know, sub-zero fridge that costs however much money it costs and I'm not going to get that back. It's like, remember why we're moving. You want to get to Florida for the summer or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it, and, and then they say, oh yeah, okay. All right, let's focus. Yeah. Well, I mean, why did you you buy that Sub-Zero fridge in the first place? Was it it for your resale value later on down the road? Or was it because you wanted the fridge? (laughs) It's all about motivation and understanding people's motivations and and helping them to get to that so they understand their own motivation. Because it's not about what we want in the end. And it's not my house to sell or buy. It's not my Mm -hmm. money. Yeah. 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 Okay, pretty cool. I had a point I was going to make. I totally forget what it was. Um, oh, yeah, there, that's what it was. So I'm a salesman. <laughs> it's what I used to do. I sold cards. I've sold pretty much everything else. But you guys brought up the point of, you know, your jobs are here to help people through that process. And I think people forget um, how important it is to have someone on the end helping you through this. Because I know you guys probably see it all the time. Oh, I don't really need your help in this process. And you're like, maybe you want to step back and let us do our jobs. You know? Because <laughs> especially I would assume, I don't know who you're, I shouldn't call them worst clients. But, you know, people who give you the most issues. And maybe first-time home buyers are like, oh, this isn't going to be too hard. And they're a thorn in your side the entire time. Or maybe it's a person who's done it 50 times and they're like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, just something that I thought was kind of funny. First time homepires are actually a lot of fun. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, they're a lot of fun because yeah. they're it's new, it's exciting. Yeah. They realize in most cases they don't know. Yeah. Uh, unless their their family is whispering in their ear, which is always so they hazard. ask the questions right. rather than thinking that they do know. They right. do ask all the questions, right. which is awesome because they need to ask. Yeah. <laughs> they need to know for themselves. One thing I find with a lot of first-time buyers is they don't know what questions to ask exactly. on my end of it because they've never owned a home. They don't know how any of these systems work. They don't. Some of them don't know what forced hot air is versus, you know, hot water, baseboard heat. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what I do is as I'm inspecting, it's just constant communication back and forth. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that I'll do it is I'll, I'll inspect, you know, one of the systems of the home, say the entire exterior, the mm-hmm. grounds, the roof, and... A lot of the time, they're, they're out they're measuring rooms and they're trying to <laughs> picture their furniture and, you know, the kids' rooms and things like that. Yeah. So I'll actually get them when I'm done with my portion of it and I'll do walkthroughs and I'll make sure they understand all the different components, mm-hmm. what's going on. If I find any problems, I'll explain it, not only in my inspection report, but also just communicate it person to person. Yeah. And that way, it, it does open up a gateway two questions that maybe they didn't know they even had. Yeah. So by the time, my goal by the time I'm done with my inspection is mm-hmm. to make sure my client has a thorough, good understanding of their property. Yeah. So with first time home buyers, sometimes you have to keep that in mind because they, they just may not even know what to ask. Yeah. And 
I forget it was you or Lou earlier, we had mentioned, like, you're helping them through this process. You're essentially giving them, like, the how-to book for your house. Right. And because, like, for instance, you said you might not realize you have, you know, forced hot water or air or, you know, you have a propane tank outside or, you know, they don't know how the house functions. It could be completely different than their last house and they're right down the street from each right. other. You know, there's absolutely, absolutely well, exactly, different, yeah. right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So you're, you help them through that because, you know, you're like, this is a propane, not oil. Are you ready for the extra cost or all of these other things involved? Right. Different yeah. maintenance schedules. Yeah. And, I mean, right down to where the water main shutoff is. Yeah. Is It's all important things to make sure they yeah. know and they understand. Yeah. And like my house, we're like, oh, you have two septic tanks. And we're like, what? <laughs> so, you know, no idea. Like, there's actually two septic tanks to the house. One's different than the other one. And they're like, oh, if this one goes, they don't make them this size anymore. You're going to have to replace the entire thing mm-hmm. with a larger system. And we're like, oh, that's probably good to know ahead of time, which they didn't tell us. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Always good to follow your home inspector, though. Like, yeah, sorry, I followed I mine. Oh, absolutely. I followed no, mine, and I tell people follow your yeah. home inspector because they're going to tell you everything that you need to know because they're there yeah. for you. Yeah. Don't measure out the rooms. Wait till you move in. Exactly. <laughs> that can that can wait, but wait. it's it's all part of the excitement that yeah, people it, get it, caught up in. Though. It, it is, but um, it's you want to follow your home but inspector. Yeah, I always I always recommend that the <laughs> client be present, yes. and you know constantly communicating and just you yeah. know if they follow me around all i ask is don't get on the ladder with me and don't reach into the electrical panel if i can open it mm-hmm. um you know things like that just be safe if there's anything that you need to see i'll point it out i'll take a picture i'll show it to you um but yeah it's 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 very valuable to to do the walkthrough and do the inspection with your inspector yeah, yeah. You, you can always um, schedule a, se- a separate showing if you will for them to measure the rooms yeah yes yeah Yeah. it doesn't have to be the same time exactly yeah Hmm. pretty good there can be a lot going on during the inspection as well because i'll collaborate with a third-party septic Mm -hmm. inspector Mm -hmm. to do the the septic system and all that yeah so now you don't only have me possibly your family your realtor now you also have a septic inspection going on all at the same time so there's a lot of information that's going to start coming at our clients quick mm-hmm. and part of our jobs is to help manage that and to yeah. prepare them for it ahead of time yeah well someone said this earlier and then kind of calm them down when that information comes right. through right so absolutely you're like okay this sounds bad it's not really that big a deal right. you know <laughs> the, the best thing we can say to them is well I've seen this before yeah, yeah. and here's how we handle this yeah. and they're like oh you've seen it before yes probably a yeah. hundred times so let's just talk through it yeah, it's like you live in New England, it's snowing 90% of the year, and <laughs> like right, and yeah. that's going to cause Well, we problems, have some so, of the yeah. oldest homes in the country here, too. Yeah. yeah. You know. And that's what you're seeing on the market. You Absolutely. Know, old homes are the brand new built homes. Mm. On Just the market, this, this so past summer, it. most of the homes I inspected were, I mean, nearly 100 years old, mm-hmm. I'd say. Or more. Yeah, or yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> this actually brings up a funny story. I was talking to a land surveyor a few months ago. And he was joking about, he's like, if you want to have a really fun job, get into surveying, because he's like, trying to read a deed <laughs> from like the 1800s is hysterical yes. <laughs> compared to where you would see in other parts of the country. So I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The, the other thing that's unusual about the New England market, particularly here in New Hampshire, people, especially if you're watching HGTV or whatever, you see these neighborhoods that are sort of homogeneous. They're, they're all basically the same houses. In New Hampshire, it's perfectly okay to have a 
5,000 square foot mansion next to a two and a half bed, you know, two bedroom, two bath cave yeah. next to a mobile yeah. home next to a New England Connected built in the 1700s. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. they don't impact each other's value. No. You know, they're, yeah. they're, it's, it's just normal here. Yeah. We don't have many of those cookie cutter neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. Like some of these yeah. other states do. Well, it's kind of how you can tell if an, a development's pretty new. Like, you'll drive yep. into places and be like, all these houses look pretty Ex- similar. Yep. Like, were these built within the last, like, 10 years? Yeah. Probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then, like you said, you go anywhere else and you're like, wow, this is crazy. These houses are completely different. And that's <laughs> part of the fun of it, yeah. I think. Uh, it's part of the challenge, too, for the home buyer. Yeah. Because they're all so different. Yeah. It's like, you're going to have to be okay with living next to, you know, this house, and that one's going to make your house look tiny. It's <laughs> <laughs> going be okay. It yeah. Depends. It also brings up another point that um, when you're looking at homes online, everybody today, the, the online uh, presence is the first showing. Yeah. Everybody should realize that's the first showing, so that's very important. But what I tell all my clients to do is, like, that's great. Now take that address, if you really like it, plug it into Google Maps and get an aerial view of it. Because yeah. you may find that that beautiful home backs up to the container handling facility for UPS or somebody like yeah. that. And you don't realize that. Yeah. And that may be okay, but you should be aware before you fall in love with it online. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we have a lot of tools out there that we didn't have before. Yeah, absolutely. Use. Absolutely. People do start online. I, they absolutely think. start online, and that's okay. But, yeah. You know, it, it's, I tell everybody, I'm not necessarily going to find the house we're looking at. You will. Because yeah. it's, it's all online. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. My job is to help you get through the process of getting that house. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how I found my house, honestly. Sure. I, I was working with a, a great, a great real estate agent. Um, but, yeah, we, of course, our search never stopped, uh, you know, right. when we were looking for our home that yeah. we currently live in. And sure enough, I saw it the day it went on, and, uh, and we went and ended up getting it. But yeah. I ended up communicating with her, hey, this is a house. I want to go and check this place out. and. Mm-hmm. You know, sure enough, we, we get to that neighborhood, and I just had a gut feeling this is the place for us, and yeah. as it turns out, it was. That's yeah. awesome. You know, <laughs> but yeah, our agent, at their, her job um, was to, to help us through the process, make sure all the T's were crossed and the yeah. I's were dotted, and mm-hmm. everything worked out very well. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that that's what you're there for. Yeah. You're yeah. amazed, yeah. It's, it's no longer the case of I have this MLS book and you can't see it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, everything's that's out in the open. Years everything's, ago. <laughs> everything's out in the open. It's right. getting the contract done, getting the negotiation yeah. done on I mean, there, there will be Absolutely. There will be properties that haven't hit the market yet that mm-hmm. we may know about mm-hmm. that we can help make you aware yeah. of. But most of the time... You know, I use four or five different apps myself as a realtor to look at what's on the market. Yeah. In addition to just the MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So it's actually a very interesting one to get into if we can is technology sure. has completely changed everyone's industries. So like real estate, mortgages, I'm just probably. Only, oh, everything, everything's, <laughs> on, everything's on this. Yeah. It's all on that. It's all on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's paper is rare. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's fun to see the changes from year to year to year, and like how it's going to keep changing too. So yeah, it, it's we were having this conversation just the other day. Um, as much as that's true, mm-hmm. in technology, we still have a stack of paper to go through. Yes, <laughs> at the closing, we still, yes. in order to process a loan, require a stack of paper from the client yep. to get mm-hmm. to the loan officer to get the loan process. 
And it's still paper yeah, at the yeah. end. It is because you got to have everything signed and yeah. eyes dotted, T's crossed at the end just to make sure everything's correct. So there is still paper at the end, but technology helps speed it along Absolutely. at least. Yeah. yeah. It helps get everything right over, helps get loans closed faster. Yeah. But you'll still be signing that stack of paper at the <laughs> closing. Yeah. That Someday won't. that may change. Yeah. Hopefully. Or we'll they did. it electronically at the closing. They tried that. And yeah. somebody tried that. Yeah. Didn't work so well. No. So they went back to paper. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. interesting. Yeah, on, on mine, it's, it's you know, we have a pre-inspection agreement, and that talks about the, the standards of practice, the scope of the inspections, different definitions for terms and whatnot that I'll be using, uh, both in person and in the report. And it... it sets up a, a good understanding and expectation of what this inspection really is going to cover and what it's not. But that's all emailed. It's all sent via email. It's signed electronically. Yeah. I automatically get it back with my, my scheduling software and my whole system that helps me run the business. Um, I very rarely have to touch a piece of paper as far as communicating with the client or anything like yeah. that. Even my invoice, it's all sent out electronically with the report. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's all a nice, smooth system. That's pretty cool. So luckily, I don't have a stack of papers to it's go through besides, besides, yeah, besides receipts all, and whatnot. The stack of papers is at the end. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it, I just find it intriguing. For instance, if you, you watch the ads for uh, Quicken, you know, Rocket, the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Oh, it's all online. Well, sort of. <laughs> you know? and, and I guess the reason I bring that up is it, it, it creates a misconception amongst the the uh, buyers yeah. about what's actually going on and what they will be required to do to yeah. get to the end to, to actually make the purchase. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They they do have Rocket Mortgage and it does go quickly. It does with them, but at the end they're still looking at a stack of papers. You're still looking for the exact same documents every single mortgage company is looking for. Yeah. You got to make sure everything's on the ducks in the row when it comes to the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually why it's so much more beneficial to the clients to use someone local where yeah. you can sit down and talk to them. Yeah. yeah. And was it the day and age where everyone wants, you know, quick, fast, online, you know, they kind of forget how to sit down and talk to people. Yeah. Absolutely. And because of that, you know, you get, again, that situation where sitting down and talking to someone's weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Um, and you, that'll reflect back in your clients as well. So getting them to sit there and be like, okay, you're going to talk to me. We're going to go through all the paperwork. I'm helping through this process. They're kind of like... <laughs> well, there is some of that and you, you just let them know like i'd like to sit down and talk with you to make sure yeah. i have everything that you want i have you in the right loan that exactly. you would like there are yeah. many different loan types that <clears throat> all four of us sitting here don't fit in the same loan yeah. type yeah so it's better to sit down with them at first and yeah everything else can be just like rocket mortgage all online we can do everything online you can sign it you can send it to me and that's fine i'd like to sit down with you though just to Make sure it's the right mortgage. Yeah. That's what you're I would looking say, for. Sitting down in the beginning and setting that expectation of how long it's going to take exactly. is important, too. Yeah. It's like, I know you want to do all online in about five minutes. It takes a little longer to buy a house. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> well, it's important to get to know your clients a little bit, right. too. And, yeah. like, I have, I, you can schedule my inspections online. I have an app for, like, different real estate professionals and things like that where they can get right into my scheduler, push a button, and be scheduled. But really, I'd rather have the client call me and schedule the appointment. It takes a couple of minutes, but that way it gives me a chance to, to get to know them and sort of where they're at in this process. Yeah. Um, 
whether they're nervous or not, what their expectation is of the inspection, you know, um, and that that person to person relationship really it can't be beat, you yeah. know. All the technology in the world can't replace that. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all in a people business. It, it yeah. is exactly. Yeah. It's a people. It's a relationship it business. A people business. Yeah. And technology tries to remove that, and I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what people are kind of sliding that way. Right. They just want to get it done over with. They don't want to talk to what they consider middlemen right. <laughs> in the it, whole situation. It, interesting when you say that, but one, a lot of studies are showing that, for instance, the, the millennial population, yes, they want to go research online and they want to mm-hmm. look at things online, but they actually like to talk to somebody when they finally yeah. decide mm-hmm. what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, not, it's not that clear cut. I don't want any personal interaction. Mm-hmm. I just I'm used to these tools. They grew up and you know, I grew up digital, as they say. Mm-hmm. So I'm using the tools, but ultimately, you know, I want to walk in and talk to somebody or talk to someone on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The millennials are the biggest ones to come in. Yeah. More than anything, because they want to talk to somebody. Exactly. But they'll do all their own research online, right. mm-hmm. and they'll know these are the two houses I want to see. These are the two houses I'm picking. These are my prices. They tell their loan officer, "Can I afford these two? They know more on what they want to look at. Right. But they'd rather sit down with you and talk with you. Face to face. Pretty cool. <coughs> yeah. So that's I mean it's a pretty good area to jump into is first time home buyers. We talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about first time home buyers a little bit, and then we'll kind of get to the wrapping up point because we've been at it for about an hour now, which is pretty good. So <coughs> who wants to start? I'm gonna die. I'm dying loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When you say talk about first-time home buyers, what do you, what do you so, looking for? So, um, I don't know. First-time home buyers is the one is particularly where most, you know, you'll get first-time home buyer conferences. Like, it's the one people typically are looking for because they're whatever. They're new. You can get them early, all that stuff. So, let's help them out a little bit. <laughs> so, let's pretend the first-time home buyer is watching and they don't know where to begin. What do they do? I think the first thing to do would be to reach out to a realtor or you know, an officer, probably a realtor, I would say, first, just to sit down and become educated on the process mm-hmm. and, and find out what is involved, who they should be talking to, what they need to know, mm-hmm. um, what does a home search entail, what does a purchase entail, what tools are available to them. I mean, everybody hears about Zillow because it's, or Realtor.com or whatever. Yeah. There, there's a number of them, but they're different. How are they different? So help educate them on which one might be better for them or what the differences are, things of that nature. So start, I would start there. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say realtor not because I am one, but because we tend to become the, the focal point of the transaction mm-hmm. and we bring in the rest of the team, okay. the home inspector, the loan officer, right. the, mm-hmm. the title company, the whatever else you need, the chimney inspector that you might need or you know, yeah. any of these other things that you don't think about. We have all those resources, and we become that focal point and kind of coordinator of all those activities. And there's also even the first-time homebuyer education classes. They're yeah. everywhere where mm-hmm. you're actually going to have your team there. You're going to have right. your realtor there. You're going to have your lender there. You're going to have your title company there. Yeah. They're all going to be there. And there's so many first-time homebuyer education classes yeah. all Absolutely. over the place. You can look it up. And that's whether you're ready to start now or in six months right. from now. Yeah. Because... The best time to have the conversation about a first-time homebuyer is when you sit down and you go, I think I want to buy a home. Yeah. You might not be ready for six months, 
but you start the conversation because then you'll know what you need rather mm-hmm. than going, okay, now I'm ready six months down the line, but wait, this I also need to do this, and now you're waiting another six months. Yeah. That time when you say, I think I want to buy a home is when you really start. It's when you have your first conversation yeah. and you figure out where you want to go. Yeah. What I was trying to get to before I had my coughing fit is first-time <laughs> home buyer things are pretty common, <laughs> yeah, and I hear them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, there's seminars yeah. everywhere. They're fantastic. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's yeah. a great way to... To be introduced to the process yeah. and, and to the players. You're not the only one there that's a first-time home buyer. Right. Yeah. You're in a sea of first-time right. home buyers. Yeah. So you, you might not have thought of the question that the person next to you is going to ask. Absolutely. And you need to know that information as well. So that's why those are always awesome to go to. Mm-hmm. That'll help you make an informed decision, you know, which is what the inspection really does Absolutely. as well. Yeah. It's there just to help you make an informed decision so you know what you're getting into before you jump. Yeah, you know, and and a good person to talk to would be your your realtor or whatnot because they they know all of these different people, your loan officers and your home inspectors and things like that, based on being in that industry for however many years they've built relationships right. with certain professionals, people they they trust. Um, you can pick your own, but it's it's always good to get a good referral first. Mm-hmm. Cool, awesome. That's <laughs> important, and it's it's, it's yeah. true. I think it's true even if you're not a first time home yeah. buyer. Yeah, right. If you bought a home ten years ago, I guarantee the process today is nothing like it was ten years nope. ago. Oh yeah, of course. Everything's different; it yeah. always changes. So you're always best to always act as a first time home buyer. Right. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I think that's a great attitude. I mean, just enjoy the process and, yeah. and have your you know have your eyes wide open. Be willing to listen and learn. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that's important in all of these instances is for the client to pick someone that they work well with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many, many people in all of these professions, and you really need to have. You're, you're going to spend some significant time with the person, and you're spending a lot of money. So it should be right. someone that you have a good rapport with, a good relationship with, and feel comfortable working with. Yeah, you, you know, you communicate well. And it's, people don't realize how important that is sometimes. Okay. You have to have the communication line open. It's, no matter what's the biggest purchase of their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. They need to know when they need to know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. I like it. So let's get toward wrapping it up if everyone's good. Sure. Um, plug yourselves one more time. Lou? Uh, Lou Schwartz, <laughs> Kel Williams, Realty Metropolitan. Uh, we really work anywhere in the... Anywhere in the world, actually, we can help you with real estate. I say that because we have a huge network, and, and part of my job is not just helping you here, but helping you wherever you need to go you know, to, to connect you with the right people yeah. that can help you. So. Cool. Jill Gothier with Pinnacle Mortgage Corporation, licensed here in New Hampshire, can help you buy or refinance your home. Cool. Dustin Dodge, working dog home inspection, hardest working home inspector in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Loyally serving New Hampshire and Maine. Um, yeah, I, I work all over the state, um, also, like I said, in Maine, and I'm ready to help you into your new home. Outstanding. Yep, and I'm Chris Mastrano. Thank you guys for watching today. It's been a lot of fun. <clears throat> As I said, text show to 41242 if you guys want to get our app. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Let me know if there's any industries you guys want, because today we did real estate. Um, we could always jump into business or anything so pick something you want automotive i don't care um and we'll we'll have some fun and we'll do some more of these live interviews so everyone be good have a great day and be awesome